Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And then on the heels of that came what they call the faith movement, in which this ministry was probably the spearhead of that. In fact, my dad didn't like it, but they called him the father of the modern day faith movement. He didn't like it, but they did it anyway. And we, this ministry, we spearheaded seeming the the faith movement. And many of you, many, many of you got a hold of a little book by Kenneth E. Hagin called The Authority of the Believer. How many of you got a hold of that little book? And it started changing people's lives. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue the series, The Anointing Breaks the Chains by Ken Hagen. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagen's message. Not our much speaking. Not our, not our knowledge of the Word, although we have to have knowledge of the Word, but it will be the anointing. Never since the birth of the New Testament church that's recorded in Acts 2 has there been an hour that holds more promise and has more excitement than this present church age right now. It's time that we start giving out what we have received like Peter did there when he said to the man at the gate called beautiful, such as I have, give I unto thee. He didn't have the money that the man was looking for, but he had something that was worth more than money. He had the anointing of the power of God and he stretched his hand toward him and he said, rise and be healed. That's what we have is the anointing. It's time for all of us to step out in the full anointing of God and begin to say to those in need, rise and be healed. I may not have all of what you're looking for, but I have the answer that will set you free. It's the anointing. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's the anointing. Let me turn your minds back for just a moment to the late 60s and early 70s. The Holy Spirit had been confined to a few Those that were Pentecostal and spirit-filled were made fun of and mocked. But they did not compromise the power of God. If you was the Pentecostal preacher's kid in school, there sits one right over there, my wife. Here stands one right here. Cindy Fern was in that category you were made fun of. 
You weren't even chosen to be on teams because of you, you, who you were. You were ostracized. But all of a sudden, in the late 60s, that's when I, that was when I graduated from high school in 58. But in the late 60s, in the early 70s, the Holy Spirit broke out of the denominational barriers. And it became popular to be filled with the Spirit. How many of you sitting in this congregation came in during that, what they call the charismatic renewal? Let me see your hands right now, all over the place. Wave them high, wave them. See, there's a whole bunch of you came in during that time. Many of you came in during that time. You see, it was because that people got hungry for something more than what they had in their church. They were going to church. They were hearing sermons. But there was nothing going on. And people began to receive the Holy Spirit everywhere. There was an excitement all around. And people got so excited they began to tell others. And I, I, I am a personal witness. I saw people receiving the Holy Spirit in the restaurant, in the elevators, in the halls of, of, of uh, hotels, in the, in the lobbies of hotels. Any of you witness that? Anybody witness that? I see several of them with their hands up. Because you see, it was the, is the anointing. The anointing was flowing. And all of a sudden, their whole life became focused about find, finding out more about God. And they spent hours going to church services and finding out their rights and privileges in Christ. And then on the heels of that came what they call the faith movement. In which this ministry was probably the spearhead of that. In fact, my dad didn't like it, but they called him the father of the modern day faith movement. He didn't like it, but they did it anyway. And we, this ministry, we spearheaded seeming the, the faith movement. And many of you, many, many of you got a hold of a little book by Kenneth E. Hagin called The Authority of the Believer. How many of you got a hold of that little book? And it started changing people's lives. I know dad went down to one of Doc Harden, she's pastor in a Church of God church down there in, uh, in Atlanta. Dad went down there. They had, started preaching that. I won't tell you what, they had, they had a meeting. People began to get a hold of the fact and these are people that many of these had been born again and baptized the Holy Spirit for a long time, but they didn't know their rights and privileges in Christ. They didn't know the authority of the believer. They knew God. They were filled. See, you can know God. You can be filled with the Spirit and still not know your rights and your privileges. And you're living way beneath what you need to. And he started going all over. God had told him to go teach my people faith. And he, he began to do that way back, but he was just one man. And 
then with the, with the charismatic renewal explosion and then with him teaching faith, he, it began to build until he would cry. And he, he, you've heard him say, I would go away from a meeting crying. I'm just one man. How am I going to get this message out? And then in September of 1974, we started Rhema Bible Training Center. And because of that, this message of the authority of the believer has gone all over the world. We have raised up ministers of the gospel that have built churches all over the world preaching the faith message. There's a hunger again, a stirring for the word of God. I want you to notice that there's an excitement in the air. And as we march on, you know, about, to, about the end of the 80s, the beginning of the 90s, something else took place. There was a downturn. Actually, there was some division. Many of those that had been involved in the charismatic renewal. Many of those that had been involved in the faith message took off with a new movement that was denying the move of the Spirit of God. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Back in the 80s and 90s, the late 80s and early 90s, let me say this, there, there was another revival that came. And that was the revival of laughter and joy. Excuse me, I jumped, uh, I jumped uh, uh, too far ahead. And uh, people began to dance in the spirit. The people began to laugh in the spirit. It was just for a season. If you'll notice, God sends things for seasons. There's, there's waves of revival. There's seasons. And how many of you enjoyed that season when there was laughter and, and excitement of people were jumping and so forth and so on? And these demonstrations were not new to me. I saw them as a boy growing up. But then all of a sudden, some of those, like I said, that come out of that, uh, that movement of the 60s and the 70s, they said, wait a minute, this is too much for me. This is too much for me. They began to pull back. The anointing was squelched. Demonstrations were smothered. And eventually, they relegated the move of the Holy Spirit to the back room. And then some went so far. And I, I'm not talking about other churches. I am talking about charismatic faith movement, spirit-filled churches at the time. And some of the Pentecostal denominations are going this way. I know because I've talked to them. Doc Horton was an overseer in the Church of God movement for many years and he's talked to many of their leaders and the same thing is happening there. But you see, it's because people are wanting a crowd. But I remember back when my dad was pastoring in the 40s. I want you to know it was a popular, but he did not compromise any hell to the teaching of the demonstration of the power of God, the anointing. And you saw where it took him. It took him from those little bitty churches 
in East Texas. And some of those churches, uh, they, wanted, uh, they wasn't hardly much bigger than this platform. The last one he pastored wasn't much bigger than this platform. But where did he end up? When he went home to be with the Lord in September 2003, there were over 10,000 people that came from all over the world to honor his home going right here in this auditorium. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer, the three CDs by Kenneth E. Hagan, a fresh anointing for just $21. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And, uh, you know, we're so glad that you have tuned in with us. Uh, so many of you have been partnering with us now for a long time, and we really appreciate it, and we thank you for helping us. Want to watch Rama events anytime, anywhere? Then download the Rama app on your iPhone, iPad, or Android device. Also, check us out on ROKU. Get details online. Call today, 1 888 Faith 99. Ask the operator for this month's radio offer. Call 1 888 Faith 99. The three CDs by Kenneth E. Hagan, a fresh anointing for just $21. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or visit rhema.org now and order from the convenience of your computer. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on this powerful teaching, The Anointing Breaks the Chains. That's tomorrow on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.